If tomorrow was your last day, would you feel as though you have maximized your potential? How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? How can you work towards achieving something as close to this, if not exactly that? And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth, as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wuffa Fills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I am your host. Today's episode is a weekly bonus episode. So I typically release these either on Thursday or Friday of the week, but more often on Friday. And I try to keep these bonus episodes short as well, sharing random thoughts or insights that I've had or used in my life that I feel like is valuable for you guys as well and is worthwhile for a bonus episode for the week. So as you can tell from the title, today I am diving into the topic of why I seek for insight and opinions from people that may disagree with me. And I have personally utilized this approach in my life probably since junior or senior year of college, around the time I was gradually getting into stoicism and learning more about my personal growth and how I can approach life from an objective point as possible. Although, while also keeping and maintaining my values in my life. And the reason why I started doing this is because I think years ago when I was a teenager, I feel like I was a much more emotionally reactive person. I probably, I also had a lot of biases that I never asked for opinions that could be differing from it and to learn and gain insight from those opinions. And I find that this approach is very valuable in many areas of life. I know Ray Dalio, who wrote the book Principles, and also he wrote a new book recently as well. I think it's like something about New World Order. And um, I love his approach. He's very pragmatic and methodical. Um, And 
I've applied a lot of his principles in my own life as well. And so it's definitely a book that I recommend. It changed my life when I read it because it came at a time that I needed it. But he talks about this as well. And I will share the example he mentioned. But one of the reasons why it's really important to gain insight from differing opinions is because number one, it reduces confirmation bias. And if you don't know what confirmation bias is, the definition according to the internet, it says that confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. And from my upbringing, I noticed whether in family or just in the environment I grew up in, I saw people that had a lot of confirmation bias and failed to learn how to look outside of themselves and learn to realize that life isn't actually so black and white, right or wrong type scenario. And that in order to have a better understanding of how that could be, it's to also learn from other people's perspectives. And again, in many different areas of life, but a great example of a time and place that I would use this is when I'm dealing with another person, maybe it's relating to a relationship or conflict or whatever that is, I always seek for at least three different opinions. And I, I choose an odd number specifically because you want to see if there is a trend or maybe like something where it's leaning so maybe two people say something very similar and one person says something different or maybe all three say something very similar then you know okay um i this is a general consensus and maybe that is the best approach after you take time to evaluate yourself and i do this because i want to remove my personal judgment and bias from whatever situation I may be doing. So great examples are like, you know, when it comes to dealing with certain family members, I've kind of expressed this on the podcast before where um, because of my cultural upbringing, you know, I am a child of immigrants and there's definitely some cultural difference there that does make it more, it does make it have more friction um, in terms of understanding how I grew up here in the U.S. Um, as well as certain family members and so that right there of course I have my, my own thoughts and my own bias but I often try to ask maybe like another mom or like someone of like a mother age um, or like a friend who also has like a really close relationship with that kind of parent and maybe getting their insight because again they're going to have their own bias right from their experience. However, luckily in, in those situations, I will often find that my view or my perspective on the best approach is often pretty much supported by what these people also believe would be the best approach as well. And again, I'm getting opinions from people that like I might not like share where I stand on the view. That's something I would advise to. If you're getting an opinion, don't necessarily share where you stand on a specific issue yet because you want to hear them share their thoughts as objectively as possible but then again you also are aware that they have their own filters their own experiences that also enable them to come to those conclusions so in the case of you know if i'm having conflict with like a family member then me asking a friend or someone that 
does have a close relationship with that same type of family member, I know that they're going to come in actually ideally more on the side of like being for that family member, if that makes sense. And ironically, um, oftentimes those people would, would share like an objective view that isn't completely different from mine, but does share perspective from the outside that's like, oh, that's interesting. So at the end of the day, the conclusion is very similar, but it might have been like different thought processes that come to that. Ray Dalio also utilizes this when it comes to medical care. So, you know, for example, let's say it's something as unfortunate as cancer or any type of disease. He finds it really appropriate to get the opinions of three to five doctors, let's say in this case. And similarly, he wants an odd number because that's where you allow maybe like those three doctors to actually have that conversation amongst themselves to figure out what's the best to do with with this patient and based on the current timeline and what is needed. Whereas if you're only asking one doctor, they're going to, again, have their own opinions. They only know from their research and their experience. And it's, it's interesting when you, when you bring in another doctor and they actually disagree with the other doctor. And, and what I love about Ray Dalio is that he mentions that it's actually very healthy to have thoughtful disagreements, and I do agree with that because I don't look at disagreements as a negative thing. I actually think it's just the way we handle disagreements that tend to have a negative result. And so if people can talk through conflict or disagreements in this case, or especially when it comes to medical care, it's very interesting where you get to listen to people on how they conclude, oh, this is the best approach. Or maybe the other doctor is like, well, no, I find that this is the best approach because X, Y, Z. I do the same when it comes to navigating conflict, especially whether it's like friends or even a romantic relationship where I'm uncertain of maybe I'm misinterpreting something. That's usually one of the best uh, scenarios where if I feel like I'm misinterpreting a dating scenario or whatever that may be, I really try to go outside of myself and I ask guys for opinions. And that could be like my guy friends or distant guy friends, but I usually ask them, you know, what is your thought process when you're doing this with a girl or you're, you're dating or you're in the beginning stage, whatever that is, it's best to go to the closest to the source, right? So in this case, I sometimes find it ironic to only ask women about what a man is thinking or potentially thinking because <laughs> reminder we think through our own lens and so for dating I try to ask my guy friends because they're going to be able to think more that way and most of the time men are more simple and more direct on average and when it comes to like friends or just any kind of conflict where there is multiple ways to go about it. I, similar to the romantic aspect, I try to go to someone that would be able to empathize and have compassion for the other side more. And that way, they're going to give me better insight into maybe how that person could feel because maybe this person, like the friend I'm asking for advice from or like getting an opinion from, he or she might be able to emotionally resonate because they've been in that position as well. And I can think of a great example where sometimes because I am pretty direct, I 
get very cautious about how I approach a friend uh, who might not love confrontation or love being direct and is very avoidant. And so I will ask a friend of mine who is more, maybe not necessarily avoidant, but could have compassion for that because she's a little bit more leaning on that side of the spectrum. And I've done that in the past before and it's given me great insight because then I'm not afraid to be naturally who I am, but I know the best way to approach that would um, ultimately communicate to the person receiving my message that, you know, I I do care and I am here to listen and, and I'm trying my best to communicate as possible instead of being rash and making a decision right away to call someone or say something or text something. I think oftentimes we need to maybe take a step back and try to be away from the emotional lens, especially when it comes to conflict. As most of you have probably heard for a while now, I've been consistently drinking Magic Mind because not only does it taste so good, especially if you love a hint of matcha flavor, but this stuff helps me get into my flow state and I always feel a stronger sense of focus, which makes sense since it is a productivity drink. While I love coffee and I do make it every morning, when it comes to preparing for my workflow or wanting something to sip on before I get into my work, I always choose Magic Mind because like I said, it helps me get into my flow state and it makes me feel more focused and productive. The best part is that it is all natural and I'm going to share with you a few key facts and ingredients. Number one, it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus. For me, like I said, I drink it more for just the pleasure of making coffee. So this one is definitely a better alternative if you prefer more of an energy focused drink. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And lastly, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been considering it for a while, I highly, highly recommend you give this a try. I drink this every single day, no joke, and it comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much sometimes I drink two in a day, but disclaimer, it is not recommended. They do recommend one, but I just truly love it so much. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's FULFILL, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. My last thought on this is that if you don't ask for different opinions and different views, you can never learn. I've always been adamant about not being the smartest person in the room or acting like I know everything already because in those scenarios, then that means I have nothing to gain and nothing to learn if I already know everything. And so I apply this a lot when it comes to politics. I know it's something that can unfortunately be a heavy topic, although I don't take it heavily because I am open to hearing different opinions and I'm open to different views. And my view is also very much that a lot of things are on a spectrum. It's not black and white like the way they tend to be uh, or like people are trying to make it be in terms of like media I feel like media loves to use um, the extremes like the the polarizing effect to make it seem like one is pitted against the other and I disagree with that format in fact I, I believe in bipartisanship and I do believe that a lot of uh, approaches and beliefs run on a spectrum and so someone in one political party still may 
have um, a couple views that are maybe more on the other side, so to speak, right? But from my lens, I'm like, we are human. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have that tendency to have a little bit of a mix, but maybe, you know, 70% or 60% more on uh, leaning towards one side. And so I really take that approach and view when I'm having conversations with people relating to politics and especially if it's a differing view because it, it's not something we should be scared of as long as we can maintain respect and being like, you know what, I didn't think of it that way, but it's it's nice to ponder on that now. And I think the important part with that too is to not take things so personally. People's opinion is not related to you it's actually often just related to their experience or their views on the best approach to life and we're always going to have different views and so i think respect should always be a fundamental aspect of of what you have when you're approaching these conversations but with everything being said while it's important to hear the outside perspective and get different opinions that may and can disagree with you it's also important to know where your values are and stand by them in making, let's just say, your final decision in however you approach your life. It's Maybe it's a matter of who you vote for or the approach you have to your medical care or navigating conflict with a partner or a friend. It's really important to know what principles you make your decisions through because I've been there before on the other side where I didn't really have that foundation. And so I feel like when you don't, it's very easy to be swayed by other people's opinions and what people think of you and the outside noise, which can be really tricky. But also, I remember a while ago, I dated this guy, um, you know, for quite a few years, who is an INTJ, if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs. But I have noticed, um, I, I've come across a lot of INTJs in my life, and I'm not to generalize this because... Um, I know this might sound like, oh my God, it's like the horoscope when you're like, oh my God, that's a Scorpio. I can't be friends or I can't date that person because they're a Scorpio. Like, I'm not saying in that kind of context, but I will say that I, I like the Myers-Briggs personality because I do think that it gives a foundation of how people process information and how they make decisions and how they act for the most part um, in their life. But again, not to like a robotic way. But what I've noticed with INTJs, they love to debate. This is like pretty consistent across the board. And they sometimes love to, to debate almost just to be a contrarian. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. And I, I laugh because, I, again, I love a good debate and I love having thoughtful disagreement like Ray Dalio says. But it's also important to to like not just debate or disagree just for the point of disagreeing right sometimes yes maybe you do have the same opinion as someone and it's not because of confirmation bias maybe it's just like you you that is simply actually where it's skewed maybe that is really the best approach or that is um you know whatever that may be so the ultimate question you always want to ask yourself uh, when it comes to making a final thought process and decision is asking yourself does this align with my fundamental values and beliefs.
That was all for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed this short and sweet bonus one. And if this was useful and you enjoyed listening to it, please let me know and also share if you would want more bonus episodes like this where it's like under 20 minutes and it's short and sweet. Definitely share your thoughts and feedback in my DMs. You can message me on Instagram at whatfulfillsyou or at Emily E. Duong. Everything is linked in the show notes. And if you are curious about the card game, the daily journal, and all of the fun merch, you can shop online at whatfulfillsyou.com. Don't forget, you can get 10% off with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That is all for this week. I will chat with you all next time.